Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even if it's coming from like a fake nice place of, you know, I'm trying to protect this person's feelings. I don't want to hurt them. Actually, most people find not having an explanation and a sudden disappearance and not having any sense of closure much harder to deal with than a Mm -hmm. thanks but no thanks. Welcome to the Manzilla Podcast. Thank you for being with us. Cece and Jack with us today as always. Hello guys. Hi. And we have Hayley Quinn with us. Hello Hayley. Thank you for having me and giving me all your sweeties. Oh my god, pleasure. (laughs) Fruit pastels, Ravel's, as in for Jack Ravel of course. Yes. (laughs) And M&M's. And this is going to be a great show. I'm really excited about today's show Hayley. You're a dating etiquette expert. Which is great because today's show is all about ghosting. Uh, recently saw, oh. recently we saw, yeah, Boris Johnson apparently ghosting Jennifer Arcuri, the American lady he met a <laughs> while ago. She said that he's ghosting him, and apparently ghosting's on the rise on the dating apps. They say, apparently. I've, I've not, I've not. To be honest with you, when you sent me through uh, the topic of conversation, I had to Google ghosting. Did you? What? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I Google it, and uh, a lot of haunted houses come came up, but also some articles on on. on what it actually is and what we're talking about today. Um, I find it quite fascinating. I, I haven't been on a dating app for years. I don't use them. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that this is sort of a, a millennial new age thing that has developed from dating apps. Is that correct? I think it's more than just dating apps. I would say it's technology. Okay, technology. And you know, like our poor attention spans, our lack of accountability. In fact, we're communicating with, with one another now via WhatsApp yeah. mm-hmm. versus actually having to, you know, let someone go to the pub and you just not turn up, which yeah. feels a lot worse sometimes than, than just not responding to somebody. So how would you classify, what, what is ghosting in, in your opinion? Ghosting is basically when you send someone a message, you get the two blue ticks of doom and they <laughs> do not respond, <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's rather than having what could be like a confrontational or emotionally difficult experience of having to tell someone, hey, you know, just yeah. not that into you or I'm not ready for the same things anymore instead people are taking this kind of like 
root of least resistance yeah. and just simply fading out the relationship. So slowly becoming non-committal to plans, not responding to things until one fine day they just stop responding to all communication. Wow. Because wow. I've got a few people that I speak to on WhatsApp who don't get don't, they don't have the double blue tick. Uh, That's even worse then in that respect because I don't know whether they've read it or not read it. Or I have to because I became quite controlling. Whilst <laughs> yeah. I really did. I was like, you haven't responded. And it was what like, time are they last online? Well, yeah. Thirty-two ten. That just you know you hope sent the message because you've like topped up your your phone or whatever it was. You didn't have this this uh, control, right? So I took it off on purpose because I thought I'm becoming one of those people where I need to know why. And I was doing it with friends. I've seen that you've read my message and you have not responded to me. What's wrong with you? Yeah, and it's not right. Yeah, and then you can cross-reference via Instagram as well and see if they're happily posting stories on there. Yeah, oh, and that as well. Ignoring I mean, your doesn't message. Doesn't that kind of go down like psychoanalysis? Oh. I think though. well, control. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. To, who hasn't done that? You know, it's good to admit to it. And also, it does come from a space. <laughs> <laughs> it is control right that's 100%. what it is it's because you feel disempowered you don't have a good logical reason as to why this happened because one of the worst things about ghosting is it doesn't give people any closure no explanation and even if it's coming from like a fake nice place of yeah. you know I'm trying to protect this person's feelings I don't want to hurt them actually most people find not having an explanation and a sudden disappearance and not having any sense of closure much harder to deal with than a thanks but no thanks right. message. So yeah. why, why do people ghost? People ghost for due to, I think, lack of accountability. And I think that comes because, as I said, whilst in the past we probably would have met one another through social circles or mm-hmm. might have had yeah. more of a pre-existing relationship with that person, that would make us more accountable to actually turning up and seeing that relationship through. Now, I think with being able to meet so many more potential options... Um, sometimes the problem with that can be I think that people are just not that invested before they actually meet in real life so it could just yeah. be it could just be like you have the intention of maybe hanging out but because you haven't had, had that spark or that yeah. connection yeah. you kind of then it's like dark and cold and mm. then you and then also even if you have met them you think oh well I kind of only met them once or twice is this awkward or presumptuous to send <laughs> them a yeah. I just didn't feel the spark star message so maybe I'll just leave that there you know and you hope that the other person is on the same wavelength and there's just this mutual fade out to the relationship I mean that's when it happens at the beginning but I've heard stories of people ghosting you know after seeing someone for like a year or something yeah or there's other trends as well like um zombieing Zombieing. please enlighten me a zombieing is when a ghost comes back from the dead (laughs) (laughs) oh my god they all come back they do come back literally with their arms open without explanation (laughs) without like oh by the way any you know kind of discussion as to why they may have disappeared for three months they just come back with a hey how are you or How's That's your Christmas so going? Bad. Or uh, oh or what, just watching all your Instagram stories or maybe being as bold as to like a picture, you know, as a way of reinstigating oh gosh, oh God, contact. I, actually, I think, you know, I'm thinking about it. No, oh, come on. But I don't know. I think I, think I do a bit. A little bit. Isn't that like... A little bit. What, you ghost and then become the zombie? Um, Gavin, watch your words right now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Is it bre- or breadcrumbing? Is it breadcrumbing? That's the term. Mm. There's another term. I don't know how to get my pen and paper out. This is ridiculous. Breadcrumb is when you throw someone a little crumb. So it's like, instead of actually investing <laughs> oh, in the relationship, yeah. you just go, hey, how are you? Hey, what's up? 
Hey, how's your Saturday night going? Yeah. It's just very intermittent contact. Shit chat, basically. Shit chat, yeah. To keep someone on the end of the string, so just in case, you know, you're bored or you're in need of something, you can get back in touch with basically them. Basically, oh, zero banter. Man. Oh, yeah. Wow. Zero God. connection, zero responsibility. And on that note, we have to finish the podcast. <laughs> 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 I'll definitely what, what do that. Definitely what you're talking about is potentially like, like stalking almost. So, like, you know, you, you talk to someone, and I'm going to get this right, correct me if I'm wrong, you talk to someone... And then you, you maybe ghost them ever so slightly. You don't want to talk to them so much, but then you continue to like their photos and keep in touch with them, but not without them actually speaking to you. Yeah, that's, that, uh, that's yeah. like quite. That's like stalking, isn't it? I don't know what it is, but it's uh, it's but not why healthy. Why do you do that? It's, but why? It's, uh, do you know what? It's genuinely being busy. It's genuinely being busy. But at the same time, it's pretty lame. But to you're do not that. busy enough to like their photos and look through yeah. things. Yeah. 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 Can we talk about Hayley a bit more? Let's talk about Hayley. Sorry, yeah, let's be very interesting. Very interesting. No, no, no. Because you're a really lovely person. You're a really nice, genuine yeah. guy. And you've got good Thanks. values, good morals and all the rest of it. So for you to do it, maybe you're, sorry, but you're, maybe you're not entirely aware of what you're doing no. or the effect it has on certain women. Yeah. Hayley, tell us a bit about your, your background. We'll come back to ghosting in a moment. But, you know, you've got a really interesting background because I saw you, I found you online um, from, you know, looking for sort of great guests and experts for the show. And uh, we spoke a while ago and, you know, the work you've done has been in the sort of coaching field, hasn't it, with men and women. Mm -hmm. And you've also worked with pickup artists before, haven't you, as well? I saw that, which is interesting in its own right. Yeah, so I am, I actually run now the UK's leading dating coaching company. Amazing. Which is wow. where we actually take, take men and women uh, not necessarily heterosexual, out to meet people in real life and to rebuild their confidence. So we have a really practical approach to dating. Um, I also work with Match, so I'm their yeah. sort of UK ambassador and I work with them on lots of online dating stuff as well. Um, but now I've kind of got to this space where I'm trying to do like dating 2.0, where we start to look at things in a bit, in a bit more of a sophisticated way, which is holistic training for men and women. But way back in the day, how I got into the dating industry, which is a funny old market to like find yourself in it's because i um stumbled across uh something called the game and a group of people underground community called pickup artists now pickup artists have had a lot of flack in the media yeah. and deservedly recently um for and they're generally seen as men who teach other men how to seduce and pick up women um the traditional school of thought on this was really dodgy it was like magic tricks you know, kind of one-line routines, like, do you have a U-shaped smile or a C-shaped smile? <laughs> uh, and other weird stuff like that to get women to talk to you. It gave us the word neg, yeah. which is to kind of put down someone in a subtly way in order to push down their self-esteem to make them more attracted to you. So there's some really bad stuff oh in God. there. And of course, I got into it because I accidentally dated someone who was a major fan of pickup, though yeah. not a pickup artist himself, had a bad experience when I was about 18, big surprise, yeah. uh, and decided to go on this like kamikaze mission to avenge myself against the pickup industry, <laughs> uh, possibly took it too far. And uh, now what I've tried to do is take what I think are some of the good bits of pickup, which are personal development that no matter what you look like or what your background is, you can actually learn stuff to get better at dating. It's not all just down to fate and um, practical skills and then just make it basically transparent. So for instance, my new course, Unite, you can watch it as a man or a woman and you can watch the man's modules or the woman's modules. So okay. there's no secrecy around what I'm teaching to either gender. Um, and I also work really, uh, I, th I like to think I work in a way that's really open to everyone. So we don't discriminate in terms of gender or sexual orientation or age. 
We're just like, if you want to improve yeah. yourself and gain confidence, you can work with us. Jeez, amazing. Wow. Have either yeah. of you guys read the game? Yeah. No. I've read yeah. the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's All a good right, story. Yeah. I, can I say something interesting Neil about Strauss. this? Yes. Uh, Neil Strauss, yeah, I know um, basically all the, the main pickup gurus that are in there. I've probably been to their seminars. And, what, and one of the guys in there who's actually Neil Strauss credited with developing negging, he denies he ever wrote that or said that. So there is a blurry line there between what's actually being taught, what's internet marketing, what's a journalist commenting on what the pickup artists are teaching. And whilst there's no doubt a lot of like scummy bad stuff that I in no way endorse in there there are actually also some people in there that are trying to mm. improve men's confidence stop men being shamed around their sexuality and doing something more positive yeah. so that's why i don't yeah. well, don't and won't slate the industry Completely. entirely the game was was a very interesting book i read it when i was 18 and just moved to london it was groundbreaking actually it was yeah, groundbreaking. It was. Yeah, yeah. and then they had there was a follow-on wasn't there there was the, there was a, a there was a Rules second the game book. that's exactly it yeah <laughs> and it was, it was very wow. interesting because how you were saying there was lots of uh, you know the negging and and, and the uh, the sort of uh, pitting girls off against each other to make mm. them feel like you know there was I always remember the one that was like oh that's a nice dress I've just seen it on that girl around the corner and it makes them think oh I'm also wearing the same dress as a girl who thinks is hot around the corner and it makes them sort of think oh, well I need to be the better look and it's quite Americanized, isn't mm, it yeah. in, in a lot of ways Lord it's crazy absolutely crazy but what's really interesting is that that book depicts essentially like a, a coach coaching people that aren't great at picking up girls in a way that's almost quite sleazy in a way isn't mm-hmm, it so yeah. then your approach to it I'm, I'm, I'm assuming and I'm hoping is a lot more holistic how, how do you go about doing it in a, in a more sort of genuine way uh, first of all we do transparency okay. I think that's really important so I just have a yeah. rule where you know I wouldn't say something to my for instance my male clients I wouldn't feel comfortable saying in front of my female clients and that's why all of my um, products and training programs at the moment are in the process of being unified which means everyone gets taught together so there's no sort of like hidden boys club or in fact hidden girls club um, (laughs) to how we're approaching things Um, and I also teach women in a way that's super practical as well so a, a kind of a bugbear I actually had not just with the pickup industry but with the dating industry as a whole is sure there's lots of bad stuff in pickup but then you look at dating industry advice for women and some of that is really rough as well it's just like oh how do I catch and keep a guy don't put him off of you Mm -hmm. it's like highly depressing uh, marketing and Mm -hmm. I just thought gosh like why are they teaching women that so I took the kind of model of coaching for the pickup world which is practical coaching kind of learning how to meet people in person redeveloping your online dating profile improving your conversation skills and I was like right I'm going to find a ver- I'm going to create a version of this that works for women as well because I want them to feel empowered and really good about themselves and not just stuck in this passive role within the dating process. With dating in this day and age, it's obviously a lot easier to date these days, but it's also kind of an oxymoron because it's also harder to date because there is so many options and availability and Great as word, what mate. we were talking talking about. It's a hot True. cold, you know, soft hard type thing. It's it's as we were talking about before, the ghosting thing. It's it's too easy to meet someone, but it's also too easy just to sort of move on to the next. Mm-hmm. How do you tackle that with with what you're doing and how do you sort of get people in a in a natural environment just to get get on with each other and and actually find a genuine connection well whilst i think there's this idea that we have a lot of options i think it's also a bit of an illusion of choice because most single men and women at least the ones that i speak to they're not having like oh my god i'm having the best time dating ever i've just got so many amazing people to choose between Mm -hmm. you know actually most of the time 
you know, guys aren't getting anyone responding to their message on dating apps. Yeah. Women are constantly feeling let down by some experiences that they're having. So I don't think that paradise, that abundance, which and that, you know, one click to get a date thing that we're maybe being taught is possible. I don't think that's actually what happens um, in reality for people. I also think that, you know, key to dating success really is also personal responsibility. So instead of getting, I really encourage people instead of going, all dating apps are bad, no men, no men want commitment, all women are flaky, whatever their thing is, mm-hmm. instead to go, okay, if this is happening to me consistently, I'm probably, whether I'm aware of it or not, co-creating that, and how do I go about creating that change? So I would look to a person and think, first of all, you know, is dating a priority for you? It doesn't have to be. Like yeah. there are other things often in our lives that are more important. If it is a priority, what kind of relationship do you want? If you then want to have, say you want to have to take it one to one extreme, a committed relationship, then are you saving time for dating? Are you actually turning up consistently to your dates? Are you taking time to write to people's messages on dating apps? Or are you just writing sort of when you're queuing or when you're bored or when you're stressed? Yeah. So I always try and like swing it back towards what each individual can do to kind of create their own destiny um, <laughs> versus just blaming outside forces in the world, even though undoubtedly dating has changed a lot. What would you say to... So a lot of my friends come to me and they say, um, I'm over men, but I still want to date. Um, I can't be bothered to go on a date, mm-hmm. but they still go. So they're turning up with this attitude of, I can't be asked to be here, but they're still there in the first place because there's a sort of small part of them that still wants it. What would you say to those kind of girls? I think that you have done a lot of... Your, your, how you've described that is in a very aware way. So I think the key things there that you're saying is, um, if you turn up to a date and you have barely spent any time communicating with the person, you're in that, I can't really be bothered, I'm just going to quickly do this 45 minutes. And we've all been there. And it is difficult because sometimes dating can feel very confrontational and very hard when other areas of your life, like your career and your friends, are really rewarding and satisfying. Mm-hmm. So it's easy sometimes to think, you know what, screw this, I'm just not going to pay that much attention to it. However, I am a major believer that our initial mindset and how we approach stuff really affects our outcome and how we end up viewing yeah. things. So, for instance, it's, so taking two different scenarios... If you are emotionally exhausted by the process of dating, but you're thinking, God, I've got to do like something maybe. So you're using a dating app, but you're not using it mindfully. You're just like occasionally checking in there. And then as you said, you think, oh, okay, I should really try to just push myself to do this one date. Mm-hmm. Imagine how much different the outcome would be to that versus I recognize dating is a uh, priority for me. I know as well that I've actually been a bit hurt by stuff in the past Mm -hmm. and maybe the right thing for me to do is, you know, take a few months off, just chill out, focus on myself, start to feel really good about myself again. And then when I've got that emotional energy reserves back, I'm going to then save these two nights a week to focus on my dating life because it's a goal for me. I'm going to meet some people in real life. I'm going to pay attention to people's messages and answer them properly. And when I go on a date, I'm going to go on a date that I think is going to be fun and enjoyable and interesting for me to go on regardless of the connection I have with Mm -hmm. that person and I'm going to do my best to be as you know relaxed non-tired and non-stressed out as possible and also be open-minded enough to like go with the flow and give it a chance and I think going down that route you're much more likely to get that a positive experience out of dating even if it ultimately doesn't lead to someone that you want to have a romantic connection with no I I completely I love I love that I try and instill that into my friends Mm, but it's it's quite coming from someone who's so close to them it's quite difficult it's hard I think that's something doesn't we don't talk about very much in terms of when we're in these friendships, which is a whole relationship unto itself, how do we impart advice and actually give people feedback when sometimes we see them 
struggling with things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you it? said about dating, just uh, you said hypothetically, but dating, say, twice a week. What's your view on who pays on the date? Because if you're <laughs> dating twice a week, that's quite, it's quite an expense. Mm-hmm. If, say, the man is paying and if the woman's paying also. What, what's your view? <laughs> uh, I think with everything, as with paying on the date, it has to come down to individual standards and preferences. I've met some people who are like... I wouldn't like, okay, I've only heard this coming from a man. Uh, He would say, I would never let the woman pay. That's just not how I was brought up. Mm -hmm. I've heard some women say, I would always want to go half because, you know, I earn my own money and that's just what I believe in. So when it comes down to a belief or a value system, I think it's good, for instance, to look out for someone who's on a similar wavelength to Mm -hmm. you, who probably sees things in in the same way. And then also have some ability to compromise. So if you're like a diehard split the biller Mm -hmm. and you meet someone who's a diehard, I want to get this then maybe just have an agreement where you say, okay, I'll get, I'll get it next time. I also think for dates, you don't have to do anything lavish because to be honest, yeah. you want to do something that's relaxing, that's not going to, you know, it's nothing yeah. worse than going to a date that's bad and you've not only spent ages there, you've also spent tons of money. Like that's going to be <laughs> ultra depressing. <Yeah>. Instead, <laughs> I encourage people to do stuff that they would actually enjoy going to anyway, where that is like, you know, I used to drag a lot of people to yoga classes. <laughs> like, I've done yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> drag them to the fitness or, you know, get a get a hot chocolate and go for a walk mm-hmm. down South Bank or something. You know, yeah. something that's actually, it doesn't cost too much money. You also, if you then are, do invite someone on that day, you're not going to feel bad about getting someone a round of coffee mm-hmm. versus it could start to feel, you know, A, very expensive yeah, yeah, yeah. and A, like emotionally painful if mm-hmm. you overinvest is financially. It, is it appropriate to ghost after you've had a bad date? What would you say to that? I mean, what do you, th- you know, okay. ruthless, I know, but... Okay. It's, a, it's a valid question. I really hope this isn't from experience you're talking. No. This is just questioning. <laughs> it is questioning. It's hard I think it's, this is a tricky one because yeah. I would say, whilst I'm mostly totally against ghosting, and I think yeah. that's not good, I think there is some funny like modern day dating etiquette where, say, you've maybe met someone online, yeah. you've had a short first date with one another, you both feel, you get the sense that the other person is on the same wavelength and maybe they're not super interested in seeing you again either then sometimes I get that it can feel a bit like presumptuous to be like, oh, you know, it was great meeting you. However, um, mm-hmm. that being said, you can never know what the other person's perspective is. And when you are deciding not to message because you think, oh, they don't like me either, you're in assumption land and that can often lead to problems. So I think to be on the safe side, a good way to get around it is to say, hey, um, I'm sh- you know, I got the impression I'm not alone here or you're probably thinking totally the same thing, but I just wanted to be upfront and not drop off the radar and say, don't feel we had that connection, but thanks for hanging out last night. I think being honest and open, asking questions, like you just said, you know, I've always, I love that word assumption because it just makes an arse out of you and me. It's, mm. it's how it's spelt, you know, it's, it's, it's great and it really does. But asking questions and being honest about what you want, not as, as just as much as what, trying to find out what they want is really important. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've dated over the last couple of weeks and found that, actually going on a date you tend to share as much as you can be as friendly as you can be as open as you can because you want the other person to potentially like you but then actually you don't know where that person's just being polite in in that sense of the scenario you're in and then afterwards they're actually like oh god that was a bit too much or i didn't really get on with them or have nothing in common some people might actually not have the the you know the balls or the 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 the, the gumption to be able to go actually you know, I don't think we're right for each other. It's not waste each other's time. Mm. And then it sort of leads down the road of essentially wasting each other's time for weeks until someone either ghosts or, uh, or, or comes clean and says, actually, no, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I find, I find it fascinating how people's um, 
expectations of what happens after a date is is different from expectations are a killer yeah throughout the dating process what, yeah what do you have in terms of you working with men and women on lots of different um i suppose i wouldn't say problems but uh scenarios where they might have to work on things and whatever and they obviously have expectations mm. what are the what are the ones that you find hardest or, or most challenging to, to deal with um, some of the really difficult ones are when people have a very set and sometimes I would go as far as to say rigid idea of their type and also how the initial dating process should unfold because when when I say go back to a type I'm not saying that you should date someone that you're like oh my god I'm physically repulsed but you know I'm going to be open minded yeah. <laughs> we don't have to quite take it that far but I, I don't think you need like a mega spark in the early stages of dating to have a really great relationship that develops from that and all I'd say is to everyone who thinks that they have a type remember that is just an idea and until you've kind of formed that relationship that really works with someone that's just it's almost like a hypothesis of who you think may or may not work yeah and it's frustrating sometimes when when i'm out coaching someone they might walk into a big room like a big room uh and then they'll be like no i just don't fancy anyone and i'm like but you haven't spoken to anyone <laughs> we barely we can't even see everybody from here do, do you sorry <laughs> do you do you sort of like preempt their values and their sort of their understanding of what they're looking for before those scenarios happen yeah i mean when i'm so the two main ways that me myself and my team of coaches work is sometimes we're working with people on a more like consultative fashion when maybe they've just been hitting a roadblock time and time again like maybe some of your friends have experienced and then the other thing that we do is we do really practical training so we do actually take men and women out and teach them how to say hello to people in real life which is a lost art form and something that people find usually extremely scary in the beginning um, and what I know the space I normally come from is to try and help people to understand that becoming more sociable being more confident feeling that it's okay to talk to other people to be more socially connected these are all about your own personal development and it's actually not about the outcome of that very night meeting like Mr. or Mrs. Right. Um, so when we get, I find at all stages of dating, when we get stuck on outcome, like, oh, how do I get this girl's number? Or I really need this person to like me. Or, you know, yeah. I, how do I make them into my boyfriend? Or anything like that. Yeah. Like, we're in totally the wrong zone around dating. And usually, if we assess every date or every interaction we have in this very binary way of, is this the love of my life or not? Uh, most of the time, 99.9% of the time, you're going to end up in the not category mm -hmm. and yeah. feel demotivated. So I just say to like shift your expectations towards, okay, first date, how can I have fun with this person? How can I be curious about them? How can I try and learn something about them even if I'm totally not feeling it? How can I try and at least make sure we have a nice, you know, hour and a half hanging out together? And then coming from that and kind of taking your time to get to know somebody and not mm -hmm. expecting everything immediately to be just like the movies, I think yeah. people generally find that experience much more rewarding. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Learning from each other and learning about yourself is also really, really important. When you have male and female clients, who do you find takes on board the feedback and the learning process the most and therefore then develops themselves not quicker but in a, in a more sort of a constructive way um the, who develops fastest in the learning process usually there's a it's not necessarily a particular gender there's usually a mix in, okay. a, in any given group that we take out um so we've just had our men's program academy and our women's going renegade which is much more rebellious and cool oh, wow. <laughs> and in that um some people take to it quicker than others and but before we get that i always preempt people to have slightly different learning experiences one difference i would say comes up is I think men have generally been conditioned from uh, day one, or heterosexual guys, that it's their responsibility. So it would be like, I have to learn how to kind of approach her, how to message her, how to ask her out, how to kiss her. So they feel this pressure of how, like how do I do it? And they just feel like, you know what, the buck is with me, and if I don't learn... I'm not going to have any romantic so super relationships. super high expectations from their, from their side yeah, of Yeah, and they also, men, tend to take, like, 100% responsibility themselves. They often don't think, you know what, maybe she's not open-minded enough or relaxed enough or, like, go with the flow enough to be yeah. with me. They brilliant. always see it very one-dimensionally, like, oh, I must have screwed up that amazing line that I said. On the other hand, I think how women have been conditioned, this is something I'm, like, so interchanging because I think it doesn't fit with how women I see acting in terms of business, career, spirituality, other areas of their life, is I think we've been told, one day your prince will come. I have like so many memories of my mum saying, (laughs) when he's the right one, he'll find you. And you're like, wow, that's very cryptic and helpful. Thanks, mum. But because of that, I find that women sometimes can be kind of like get really stuck on this, what I think is a real passivity Mm. mindset problem, where they're like, I've had it as extreme as people, women saying to me, I'm sure that if he liked me enough and if he was meant to be my future husband, he would approach me. Oh my God, Jeez. guilty, you know? guilty. And, uh, really? and yeah, if he's confident enough, he would approach me. If he's attracted to me enough, he would approach me. I don't want to seem unfeminine. You know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And to an extent, being able to go with the flow is good. However, you have to balance that with taking personal responsibility. So I think men and women need a little bit of what the other one has. Mm. Men heavily conditioned to take hyper responsibility. They need to look for women to be accountable and present in the dating experience too and not chase dead leads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then on the other hand, I think women, instead of kind of thinking that it's all, you know, down to fate and when it's the right time or whatever, manifestation, whatever, whilst it's important, some of those mindsets can be very helpful. I think it's also good to self-reflect and take personal responsibility men have so many limiting beliefs approaching women and i think it's really good for women to hear this because i think sometimes we have an expectation that again our story or women's story might be well if i'm attractive enough or if i'm worthy enough then someone will choose me Um, and to understand actually the actions he takes is not necessarily about our worth or our attractiveness it's a lot to do with his own insecurities and how he's feeling today And particularly in 2019, in a post-Me Too era, lots of guys feel highly uncertain about how to conduct themselves 
in the realm of dating and I'm here to like stand up for the guys a bit because as much as there's you know fair enough like comment all you want about the pickup industry and the nasty aspects that that we but that I think there's a big difference between that and your average decent guy I think there's nothing wrong we shouldn't be communicating to men that there's something inherently wrong with them expressing any sexuality or wanting to speak to a woman I think there should be communication about how to do that respectfully okay (laughs) (laughs) because guys what I'll hear is um Oh, you know, they're usually coming from a place of real respect. They're like, oh, I don't want to interrupt her. She's clearly out with her friend, having a good chat. Oh, she's got her headphones in. That must mean she doesn't want to talk to anyone. Or, you know, she's working. Or I've met her through work or through friends. I don't want her to think that that's the only reason I like her. I want to talk to her. So guys will have a lot of excuses which hold them back from communicating any clear intent. And then on the other side of the coin, I hear a lot of the time women saying, where are all the men? No one approaches me anymore. Mm -hmm. And women feeling frustrated that men aren't presenting themselves to the woman, at least not in a way that is clear and easy to understand. So it seems like, and then also women feel like it's not their role maybe, or not their space to make that move forward. Or if they do, that they're going to face a negative social penalty. The guy will get put off. They'll get judged. You know, the WhatsApp chat will say like, they've done, they've played it all wrong. And because of this, it's creating this divide where, Men and women, I think, or at least the ones I meet, they do still want all the same stuff. They want intimacy, connection, sex, romance. Yeah. Um, but they're both stopped in their own ways from taking action. Can you share some that? ways that you could tackle that then? Like those exact examples you gave. Uh-huh. How, how, from both sides of the coin, do guys approach girls with their headphones in and how do girls stop themselves or how do girls prevent them from being almost so closed off to a yeah. scenario in that respect could you share some yeah. some ways of doing that totally so for the guys the first thing we do is build awareness because i think when you know what your excuses are and you get to understand your process around something it becomes easier to take it apart so i say to guys like hey you know if you go out even if you don't approach someone that's cool um but keep a list of what comes up for you in your mind so then we start to do then we start to do a what we call a reframing exercise yeah. so instead of thinking for instance, uh, I can't talk to her because other people might be listening, which is actually surprisingly common performance anxiety based one. Yeah, yeah. I would have said to say, you know what, everybody is, especially in London, come on guys, is really focused on themselves and they're in their own world anyway. And besides, you're not saying anything that's, you know, that people should comment on or feel bad about. You're actually doing something positive. So we try to start to get them to see their excuses from a different way. We do mantras, we do all sorts of um social freedom exercises to build their confidence and then what we tend to do at the beginning is i find that when people are learning you just want to give people small easy manageable challenges which can turn into wins for them so at the beginning it might not be an expectation to go get someone's number or win someone over it might just be actually not just women that they're attracted to but everyone getting more used to paying people compliments and socially engaging with people around them so they start to understand actually you know Oh, I just said, thank you, that was an excellent cappuccino. I like that you did the little heart on there. And they get a smile and a laugh, and they're like, oh, maybe that's okay. Yeah. And we just baby, baby step towards okay. getting to them actually overcoming their fears around that. Yeah. Um, for women, uh, what was the excuses that I gave you? That women uh, so the headphones, for example, in or, or, yeah. or shutting themselves off or expecting the guy to come yeah. to them. Okay, so being present yeah. would be big for women. So mm-hmm. being present and creating opportunity. Most women don't realise that they might inadvertently be sending out a lot of signals that they are unapproachable to men. And we've got to remember as well, most men are not like 
swashbuckling guys from the movies. Most men just normal guys who have their own insecurities and stuff going on for oh, them. Yeah. And not to mention that sometimes if you do get a swashbuckling guy, he might not be the one you want to meet. So because of that, it actually really makes sense for those guys who are more hesitant or more naturally shy. They're actually really good guys for you to be encouraging to come over and talk to you. Yeah. Simple things you can do. It's like if you're meeting your friend at like a bar or a restaurant or a party, turn up 20 minutes early by yourself. So you have some time solo because that when you're with a friend, that's going to be a huge reason why he won't come and say hello to you. Yeah. He'll, his mindset will be, I'm not that great at talking to one woman, so I'm certainly not going to talk to two of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and because of that, if you can... And then when you're there, be unoccupied. Have your phone away. Be oh present. God, I'm cringing. Don't have your headphones this. in. This is like me. I just I would go to my phone. Go, go to the phone and hide in the corner. Absolutely. Like, that's what but, everybody but, does. Go to the toilet for Mentioning that. Yeah. <laughs> when you say that scenario, like I'm just thinking in my head, like I mean, wow. I know so many. I mean, me included, and friends of mine who would would never go to a party on their own. They're no. always like, oh, what time are you getting there? Oh, I'll, I'll stay in the pub for ten minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, oh, Are you out there? Yeah, good. I'm here. Hi. But it's it's a genuine. That's a fear. But what is that fear in people? I know of being judged that we are somehow like and weird because we're somewhere by ourselves and like luckily I definitely see the change there particularly with single women feeling more comfortable to like have dinner by themselves solo travel like all of these things are trending up Mm. um However, I think what you want to do is you want to go somewhere, you want to be socially connected, as in not on your phone. You also, as a woman, want to be visible. So if you are somewhere, if you not hide in the corner or the loose, if you can sit somewhere prominently, if you can use as well, like smiling at people, making eye contact, you see, that's sometimes a, oh moving God, closer that's to someone. We haven't even got started yet. Well, this is, I think that sort of stuff, I, find, I think that, that for, for people in the UK and Britain, particularly London as yeah. well, People just don't do that. They just don't. They don't make eye contact. They never smile. I don't know. Yeah, I would do that because I, if I look at a guy and smile, he'd yeah. probably come over, and I'd be like, yeah. "No, what's smiling like that? I'm smiling just because I'm trying to be friendly." <laughs> but but, but then, do you like, not want him to come over? No, not the guy that like I'm like. If I'm just you know, yeah. you know smiling around, you're friendly, and yeah. I'm, or yeah. if I'm trying to spot the guy that I fancy that you know to smile at, oh, I don't even know if I'd do that. Yeah, this is it. I had on the yeah. tube earlier, and I looked down and saw a guy uh, who was fit, and I went. Like look this. at the feet. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Try, open your body language. I tried to open my yeah, body, yeah. nothing can do it. I'm the same can as well with, with women. I, I don't know, you are Jack as well, but I, I find that if I'm attracted to someone and I'm wanting to try and make eye contact and do all the things you're saying, Hayley, then um, I kind of look, I sort of think, no, 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 just don't be too blatant. You know, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You're thinking, I'm being yeah. too no, obvious. They're so going to yeah. think that I'm coming on to yeah, them yeah, all the time. Or, or this too, is too, too, too desperate, too needy. And in fact, we've got to remember that most people are on the other side of that interaction, thinking, feeling insecure if anybody likes them really uncertain about themselves so often what you think is like a mega strong signal the other person is like barely oh, wow. reading that but think wow. about it from the other point of view if like let's say you do that to a girl that you fancy and and she looks at you from that side of the coin and goes oh wow he's not that confident he's clearly like oh he doesn't what he's not interested or whatever whereas if you were sort of if you were confident in yourself and opened up and and just looked at her and smiled she'd yeah, go, yeah. oh he's got approachable he's, yeah, you know, he's yeah, got a nice yeah. smile he clearly <laughs> is opening me up and it's then it's up to her to either just, yeah. It's almost like the three-second rule of eye contact. Yeah. For for a lot of years, over, you know, over, over my twenties, I, I I think I actually got it from the game. It was the the three the three-second three rule. rule. I think it's that's part rule. of it, and the peacocking thing. I think yeah. peacocking is. Re- I think I mean that's actually I think is one of a positive note to take from the book because peacocking. Have you heard of peacocking? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, of you yeah. know, where you sort of take something, you wear something that gives you a point of interest or a point, a talking point about yourself. So if you go to a party maybe wearing sort of like a, I don't know, a brooch or not brooch we're not 80 years old but uh, <laughs> like you know like a, 
like a, like a cool tie or a hat or, totally. or some glasses or whatever that just gives someone an excuse to come over and talk and I know women maybe have a lot more poetic license when it comes to that sort of thing than, than guys do but I think it, it does help with breaking the ice totally. and I, I agree and if he says oh by the way you've got a really really nice hat he means to say I think you're really cute yeah, that's yeah. Like, okay, so, good to know. Yeah, have you got a hello Thank compliment lately? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't remember, but I just yeah, I will nice. take note now. Yeah, and I actually, especially with my women's training, I know this sounds absolutely mad, but I do get people to work with props. Oh, do you? So wow. yeah, it's kind of an extension of the peacocking thing. So increasing your visibility. So say you're in a busy like hotel bar or something, being making people aware that you are there uh, and giving someone a talking point, and also for instance things like putting a coat or a scarf or your drink down can be a great excuse to interrupt a group of people. And again, create that awareness that you're there. Give them that reason to talk to you. Because most guys, there's like a lag time between them noticing you and thinking they might like to say hello to you and them actually saying hello to you. So you're trying to give them really easy cues or something they can pick up on conversation-wise. And you're also trying to give them some thinking time between that moment they first see you walking in the room and you're like getting that attention and then actually having something they can then say to you 10 minutes later. For people listening, men and women, of course, um, what would be the three tips that you would give both sexes to approaching? Okay, three things. One, mindset. Um, it's not a rejection. Nah. Um, it's got to be a two-sided process. You know, you should see yourself as an opportunity creator and you're trying because that's a, something that's a goal of yours to extend opportunities to people and then they can take it or they cannot take it and ultimately you're looking for someone who's like open, receptive and focused on dating as well so if they are not showing signs of that that for you is a filter so I would try and get people out of this again very binary they rejected me, they didn't like me because that's not what's going on You know, yeah. people have their own lives that you don't know about so trying to create some empathy there Uh, The second thing that I would focus on as a good principle is attention. Um, Whether that is the woman, um, we teach something called visibility, eye contact, proximity. So that before I encourage women to break the ice, which I do, to encourage them to say hello as well, we just teach them these body language exercises. So, and you would be amazed at how much, how many more people will come and speak to them when they're practicing that. And for guys, their version of that would be, if you're going to start a conversation with someone, Make sure you say hey or excuse me. Yeah. And then you pause and you wait for her to make eye contact or him <laughs> to make eye contact yeah. with you um, and sit there and be present before you then continue speaking. Um, third, interestingly good rule of thumb is a lot of the time to get a conversation started at the beginning, you actually have to talk about yourself. You can talk about yourself okay. in a way that encourages the other person to respond. So usually after you've said hello, there's like, there's a bit of uncertainty about how the conversation will continue or people can feel like oh what do I say or if I run out of conversation if you can offer some information about yourself it's not boastful it's not you soaking up all the energy in the room it can actually be a very effective way to to build trust so even if it's saying something as simple as you know what I almost didn't make it down here tonight like oh man like I've come all the way from um, northeast London so it's a whole hour but I'm, I'm pleased I'm here now yeah, yeah something yeah. like that it gives a little bit of context gives something yes. something that people can ask questions about like where in northeast London yeah. and it helps to make you more warm and encourage the other person to share information with you in kind 
I love that. Do you know something, guys? I'm really sorry. We've got to finish the show. Oh, we've got to ghost the show. I know. This is it. I know. I like how we've turned, in a similar fashion to what you just said, Haley, about how we've turned something negative, ghosting, into something positive, practical advice. Which is brilliant. So thank you so much for coming on, Hayley. Much My appreciated. Pleasure. It's been enlightening, really. Yeah. Awesome. It's yeah. been great. Um, where can people find you on social media? And also we'll put a link to your site for people to get in touch if they awesome. want to contact you. Yeah, I am at Hayley Quinn X because someone still has the Hayley Quinn handle oh. Uh, oh. on Instagram. I know. I've still got be I mention it every single podcast I do. It's still not working for me. Um, and I do <laughs> answer questions on there. So if you've got a question you want to ask me, you can send it to me. You slide me a DM. Yes. Uh, and my website is HayleyQuinn.com. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you very much, Jack and Cece. As always, you can find us Thanks. at Manzilla Online. Absolutely. Indeed. And we'd love you to subscribe as well. So subscribe. Go to Apple, go to Spotify, all the platforms. We're on there. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment and also share it as well. Share it. Yeah, share it. Leave us yeah. a review. Thank you very much, guys. Cece, Jack, as always. Hayley, thank you very much. This has been Pleasure. the Manzilla Podcast. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.